0: My guest this week is Jack Toft. We played many shows together, and we toured together. Um, I guess we met in 2010 or 2011, and I'm a very big fan. Um, I've played a lot of his songs on the podcast. Uh, One announcement before we begin, which is that I'm going to detail... The three legs of the Wraparound Robin Tour tomorrow. If you follow me on any of these internet things, um, I'm going to break down the lineups for the three legs of the tour and where we're going and everything else. So stay tuned for that. If you live in America, probably coming near you. The art this week, as always... Is by Mike Riley. Check him out at MikeRileyComics.com. And once again, we're being hosted by Splice Today. Check them out at SpliceToday.com. Let's, Let's go, go in. in.
1: East Aurora, New York. It's like a tiny little cracker town, 20 minutes
2: in the vanilla hit cracker suburbs surrounding Buffalo, New York.
0: What was it like?
2: Terrible. Thought I was. Not cool enough to get seven pretty girls that lived in town that were in my grade, and then there was just a lot of neurosis because I wasn't cool enough, just a nerd type thing. It, it probably could have been a lot worse. I never got beat up. It was two times I almost got beat up. I always like some some homie like rescued me at the last second. Mm. Was able to run away from violence. so That was nice. It it, it was nice not to be scared for my life. But I was just always, uh, felt like I just had no place in this world that I was
0: crapped into. Because you you're arbitrarily like the super nerd?
2: Yeah, pretty much. Mm. It was just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't really even a super nerd. It was just like, it was like geographical. Like me and two kids that were like down on one end of the town. Like, kind of, like, more of the townies that had been, like, born into the town were in, like, the middle of the town.
0: So you were, like, neurotic as a young kid?
2: Yeah, I think, yeah, I think I still am.
0: But it's weird to think about a kid being neurotic.
2: Yeah. The, yeah, just, I was, like, just really, like, scared of, like, this, like, I was, like, frig, one day I'm gonna get out of high school and i to like, I gotta get a job. I'm gonna be on my own. And, like, that was, like, the most <laughs> terrifying thing in the world to me,
0: like,
2: mm. Pretty. I was like pretty much into like eating food, like staring at a TV, like the and like laughing at like comedy, so, and like, that was about it. And pretending I was Elvis was about it.
0: Were you like a music kid?
2: No. Nah. not at like all? I played drums and like I started playing drums in third grade, but like I lost track, didn't uh, learn how to read the music. I would kind of just play along, and uh, yeah. I taught myself to play the drum set, but like, never was like technically sweet with it. Couldn't hit the; I'd be a little bit off. Mm-hmm. They let me do like the the kick dr- or the bass drum in the marching band. I could do that. Okay. I can stay steady. <laughs> I can do that all day. There was like no. I w- it would have been nice if there was a, if there would have been like basement shows or something like yeah. in like high school like. I definitely would have enjoyed that,
1: and then uh, started writing like
2: like poems to try and impress women when I was like sixteen, like <laughs> yeah. like my first girlfriend, or maybe like even like seventeen or eighteen. I started like like the girl that de-virginized me when I was like eighteen. I would like write her the love poems, mm. and I think I, I like maybe it started writing poems about like how the, the world seemed pretty corny but like and then um, and in the back of my mind I was like "Yeah, me and my homies we should probably be doing like some rap rock shit like we should be doing some Limp Bizkit type stuff So it was like 1998 1997 1996 and uh, and I got a drum set when I was like 20 so that was probably like 1998 or something like that and I was like trying to like get good at drums and I was like yeah guys why why don't we like start a rap group or like but like there was just five kids like doing nothing in this tiny little town and uh i started like teaching myself to play guitar like right around that time too wrote a bunch of like folk songs that nobody ever heard that i would just play over and over again and then i started going to community college like two years after i graduated high
1: school and uh
2: Then I went to community college for two years. I was teaching myself the guitar. Trying to get okay at drums. I don't think I wrote a song then. And then uh, when I got to UB, I I was still thinking maybe I wanted to be like Ernest Hemingway or like Kurt Vonnegut at that point or like Mm. John Steinbeck or like Charles Bukowski. Yeah, it seems like you were
0: always this big reader, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: I definitely wanted to be like John Steinbeck. And like, kind of want, you know, like... Like, hero, uh, hero, like, write this, like, novel that is gonna, like, some kid's gonna read and it's gonna flip his young wig and, like, yeah, uh, make him feel less alone in the world, but at the same time, like, build his brain up and be like, oh, yeah, it's like that. Like, I wanted to write the perfect, uh, novella that would, like, explain the whole world and make me seem so smart and then make the people that read it feel really smart. Yeah. And then, and i I, I, would, I was working up like the new yorker style short stories where like nothing happens but it seems like something's going to happen mm. and like you got like some characters i wrote like 10 of those and then um, when i went i started going to the university of buffalo and started getting a good marxist indoctrination much, like shout out to your community college It gave me a good start university of buffalo got a really good marxist indoctrination got <laughs> next level theories Presented to me, learned about the Baudrillard, and I got into like this noise band, The Next Syphilis, with this homie who was a, a really good writer. He wrote really funny stories at the uh, in the generation at UB. His name's Al Serta, And he'd been in the underground punk rock scene in Buffalo and got himself a show with his noise band, The Next Syphilis, which didn't actually exist. So he had me play music for it. And so that was like, probably like 2002 or 2003. And then uh, I I was just like the, I played like cymbals with my feet and like guitar lines and like drums and keyboard at the same time. And he would tell funny, it was like King Missile or Bong bon Water. Yeah. And he would dress up like a bald, overweight woman, which, which was like really, I think a little bit ahead of its time or like maybe right on time. It was like right before the MySpace era. We had a nice Angel Fire website, and I and the punks loved us in Buffalo. Everybody, m- most everybody else, thought we had no future in show business. And maybe they were right, but it taught me a lot about how easy it is to be in an underground band in Buffalo mm. with the low population that it has and a lot of available vet- venues for to do whatever you wanted. I wrote my first song probably I wrote a few songs leading up to that but I wrote like my first rap song that people liked in that band and like, it made me want to have my own band.
0: What was the song like?
2: It was Turd Perv. <laughs> it's a pretty good song. She's a Turd Perv. She wanted me to take a crap on her. I don't know about that. <laughs> and it was I, it was about finding this perfect girl she's into like all the same stuff but then you, couldn't satisfy her sexually i'm like and then in the verse i, I say to her what, what do i got to do she's like oh you just got to like crap all over me that's the only way i can get off <laughs> and i'm like ah oh, i don't know about that i'm not really into that but and then like and i like i like came up with a schematic for the, the all the subsequent verses that that the next verse dude's totally into that just craps all over this woman like and then he wrote, he had like a bunch of like Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman punchlines because they were in the headlines a lot. Mm. But he you know, shout out to El Serta. You're, you're a good writer, not the best rapper. But I, I think he, he would say that he's not a great rapper. Mm. And uh, we even had, we had a verse by some other homies from Buffalo. Um, Rotterdam and Ski Mask did a verse on it too. And uh, it was... The few people that would attend Next Syphilis shows definitely liked that song. Yeah. It was the first rap song I ever wrote.
0: So, what happened from, like, after that band?
2: And then I joined this band, Anal Pudding. Went from The Next Syphilis to Anal Pudding. Mm. That was, like, a 12 piece, like, funk band. Oh, wow. And all the songs were about, like, uh, Can I Masturbate in Your Car? <laughs> <and> anal Fangoria. <laughs> That like was like the vampire song, but it was like a, the butts got the teeth. And then, uh, that dog's got cra- your dog's got crazy nipples. Just a, like real tw- potty humor, like yeah. funk band tunes. I was like the hype man for that. <laughs> and it was actually really fun. I, I learned a lot about hyping up shows. Went to New York City for the first time with that band. Oh, wow. It was neat.
0: Where did you guys play?
2: CBGB's gallery, the gallery next <laughs> to CBGB's. It was lit. That's crazy. The drummer for Anal Pudding ran the open mic at Broadway Joe's, and uh, we would so we would all always go there every Tuesday. And then the singer of Anal Pudding, Kurt, was like the all the guys that were in Anal Pudding starting like a like a jam band at the yeah. open mic. They're they're just grooving. And uh, and Kurt was like, "Yo, why don't you go up and rap while, or just go talk?" So I just started like talking while they were playing, and then I I would just do that every week for like a few months. And That was fun. And, like it was a, it was a popular open mic. It was it was my every Tuesday we were there, and then uh, started hanging out with Lindsay and this homie Elijah, and we started a band, Bush Twins Vaginas. It was like deep in the Bush era. <laughs> <laughs> it, was in, it was in a second time a pretty bleak political time and uh, we, were, we were like a freestyle punk band I was like really psyched on that band Lindsay would play drums Elijah would play guitar and, and then I would just like just say anything mm. and like we, we only played two shows and we played like a million open mics and then me and Lindsay just started doing the band me and her I started dating Lindsay at that time and I think so like the first Jack Top show was definitely at Merlin's with Makba and I think maybe Trailer Park Tornadoes too. And uh, Lindsay played keyboard and drums. And I'd made a tape to impress Lindsay. I I'm, I started going out with Lindsay when I was twenty seven, and I think I made the it was like a tape that I made on the cassette tape four track. Like it had the songs uh, "We Can't Go Back Now." It had um, wow. I Don't Want to Get You Pregnant. Those are like the standouts. We Can't Go Back Now might not have even been on it, but I I definitely wrote that song early. But it had I Don't Want to Get You Pregnant. I think that was the first song I ever wrote that was good. And uh, just like a bunch of other, I would just make a beat on like the keyboard drums and just say a bunch of kooky stuff. And then me and her took, like we did We Can't Go Back Now, I Don't Want to Get You Pregnant, and like two other songs. She just played them on the keyboard and drums at the same time. And then me and her just started playing everywhere in Buffalo, anywhere we could. And, and then um we played at Sound Lab. Shout out to Craig, shout out to Michael Bauman. That got us in there. And then uh, that was and then we felt like that was like the coolest spot you could play in Buffalo. So then like it was like the MySpace era so Lindsay would send emails to like everybody, like trying to get us a show. She got us a show from, like, the Lord Scrummage homies. That was, like, the first time we left town. Oh, yeah. We went to Detroit. We went, she got us a show at, like, Don Pedro's in Brooklyn. We played some, like, really strange show in Brooklyn with, mm. with, like, a bunch of random bands that we found on MySpace. Eventually, like, did a little tour. So I guess she was kind
0: of, like, taking it to a level that you hadn't really taken it to of, like... Pushing it out there to all these new places.
2: Yeah, and like being the lead singer too. Like, the, um, I always wanted to be the lead singer of the band.
0: Mm.
2: Never, I, I always wanted to have like my own band and be a lead singer. And, uh, I thought, I really thought Bush Twins Vagina was going to be the band. It was a good band. And then it just ended up being me and Lindsay. Yeah. I think it was just easier just because we lived together. Me and Lindsay did three albums together. Okay. We did songs of spleen, love, and tenderness. Tunes of which can be found on some of our MySpaces.
0: Is that the one that came in the um, old-fashioned, like computer, like disc? They all like do Commodore sixty-four kind of disc. Uh,
2: that one might have. Yeah, there was like that first one that we did. We we put out a million different oh, okay. homespun versions yeah. of it. At one point, we had, like, 20 discs laying around, so we just threw a bunch of discs in there. And Lindsay's, like, very artsy. She would always, like, make a million CD yeah. cases and everything. Always, like... Like, she's an amazing artist. Like, we put out so many, like, one-off, like, hand-painted yeah. cases. And she used to, like, sew shirts, like, with the lettering and everything. And then we did a... So we did love Songs of love, love Spleen and Tenderness. And then one called Goofy Tunes. Oh, it's, yeah. it's pretty good and That one, like both those tunes both those albums they're not entirely on the internet they just have like selected tracks on our the myspaces that we had at the time and then we, the last album we did together was rap drums And that's on the one band camp that i still have and um yeah that's, that's what it has that's like, like some rap on yeah that. yeah
0: okay mm-hmm. and like yeah and i don't want to get you pregnant
2: I, I think I don't want to get you pregnant. Never made it onto a oh, the some rap is the tape version of rap drums. Yeah, that's what you and, gave me. Yeah, yeah. The first yeah, yeah. When we started touring, like the right before rap drums came out, I just took all the rap tunes that were on. Like, I, I made like two CDs by myself. Before me and Lindsay did this Spleen, Love and Tenderness, I just mm. took all the rap songs off those and put them on these like mixtapes that just said awesome rap on them. And then when, when we did the awesome or the rap drums CD, we pressed a seven inch and we'd put out like a tape that had just the rap songs off rap drums and, and called it Some Rap. Oh, okay. And then it had yeah. I Don't Want to Get You Pregnant and. A shimmy shimmy ah version that wasn't on rap drums just to make just to have it be rare
0: what was it like as you guys started to tour and stuff like
2: it was awesome like eventually we we just kept doing it and we went cross-country the one year that was amazing like i'd never been to the west coast before like
0: that the tour where you played in the hot topic
2: yeah that's in, in uh gallup new mexico that was awesome i keep th- i keep forgetting like i had a bunch of shows I had a bunch of off days on, on uh, this last tour that I was doing because my West Coast contacts aren't, are not what my contacts are going to Texas and back. Yeah. And I I, sh- I should have hit up the Hot Topic. Yeah. Last time I played a Hot Topic in 2009, they were like, yeah, come through anytime. Like, Call time. <laughs> and there's probably a Hot Topic everywhere. Like, I and, think so. If you call them up, there's malls everywhere. I haven't been back to the mall how to did, play a show since 2009. How does
0: it work? Like, they... I don't even know how I
2: ended up doing that. I think, pro- like back in the MySpace era, like there was the thing you'd like look at some band that's like similar to yours and like see where they're playing, maybe. Yeah. And we couldn't find a show anywhere in Arizona, and my cousin was living in Window Rock at the mo- at the time, and I don't know how. Somehow we figured out that the- <laughs> we called the Gallup <laughs> New Mexico Hot Topic, and they are like, yeah, let's go. Come through. <laughs> we'll put your name on, like, the little marquee. Did you have to play, like, Quiet? No, we brought in the PA. That's great. I feel like anything could have gone, but, like... Yeah. our Our PA wasn't that big. We had, like, a little dinky little PA. So did you guys kind of break
0: up as a band at the same time that you broke up as, like, a relationship?
1: Yeah, I guess...
0: Yeah, and
1: then I did a, I did a solo album after we split up called uh, "Doing Art." Yeah, I think
2: Lindsay like uh, sent me an email like a couple <laughs> years afterwards saying that it was my waiting to exhale. Um, <laughs> CD is that the right movie? I didn't actually see that movie. I, is that like a divorce movie? She compared it to like some like divorce movie where like.
0: Well, there's a. I think in Waiting to Exhale, there's the thing where like, the woman supports the man through all this success, or, or through all these hard times, and then when he has success, he breaks up with her and gets with this new. Oh girl. shit! But I don't know if, how that would relate to.
2: <laughs> it, or maybe she compared it to like some some movie where it was yeah. like because it was basically like I was like doing like a lot of like sex raps because I was like. Uh, I've been a monogamous dude for like five years. And I do sex. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so maybe, maybe she was taking the piss out of me a little bit there. And did you start
0: touring like solo f- for all that stuff?
1: Mm hmm. Yeah.
0: What were you thinking at the time? Like, was it more like, you know, were you looking to like tour the way you are now where it's kind of nonstop?
2: I was always working at the group home and they gave me a lot of time off and I always hated winter so I just always wanted to do like go down south in the winter yeah. and then uh, I would pretty much just do like a month tour to like Texas and back I would kind of built up that route with Lindsay yeah and I think every time we went south we would try to get to like New Orleans or like Texas I got like a good route where I can go to Texas and back in a month or longer depending on how much time I have It was nice, the job at the group home, it was, it's psychically taxing work, but I would get a lot of paid time off.
0: Right, right,
2: So I I could do, like, I could take a month off and, like, still be getting paid by the job and come back and have a job.
0: Did you start to think at that point, like, I'm going to be this guy that has, like, a billion albums, or did it just happen that way?
2: Well, it, it just made sense to me to do a new tape every time I was doing a tour. Yeah. And then, um... But well, like, definitely, like, the first couple tours me and Lindsay did, we, we did, like, a million copies of, like, the two CDs that I made by myself. And then, like, the CD that we made together, we would made, like, a million different versions of that. And then just, I think just after we started, like, getting a route down, like, saying, like, all right, we're going to do a tour this winter, we're going to do a tour every winter, and, like, a tour in the summer, I, I, it just started being a thing where I was, like, I'm going to have a new tape, or I'm going to have two new tapes, I'm just going to have something new every time. It just made sense to me. It seems like if you're doing a tour, you should have something new.
0: You know, our mutual friend, Jeff Tobias, right?
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Like, he was saying that you seem to be someone that's, like, doubling down on being a rapper in the way, like, no one else he's, like, seeing is. Which I feel like makes a lot of sense, you know? Like, like, I think he meant it as far as like, all right, you meet these different people, and they have these passions for like music, like being in a band or music or whatever, and then it's like okay, also they have this day job, or or, you know, or also they're getting married and this and that, and like the music stuff tends to like fade a little bit. With you, it seems like you've been like. Like, every year, it's like, nah, fuck it. It's, like, twice as more on as it was, like, the year before. Yeah, I get better every year.
2: Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, like, because... That's definitely a thing. Like, I got a late start. Like, me and Lindsay did our first tour leaving the friggin'... Like, our first show... Our first tour, we had, like, five shows. Yeah. I was 29. Like, I see a lot of casts that are, like, 18, like, going on a tour. Like, 20, like... And, you know... I ain't mad, but like I wish that I could have been on my parents' life, or health insurance till I was twenty six. I ain't mad though, mm. but uh, the uh, that's a wonderful opportunity that our nation's youth have until they're twenty six, if their parents got health insurance or how I don't know how that all even works out. But uh, I forget what I'm talking about. But I got yeah, I got a late start, so like right off the jump, like the first tour I'm doing, I'm like, man, like I'm. Playing for, for like kids like ten years younger than me yeah. that uh, that think that it it's crazy for me to be this old and like just starting to like get touring. So I'm, I heard like I'm, I was already late to the game and like I, I'm de- like I'm definitely trying to be the best writer like that's that's what like drives me like I want to have like like I could be touring off like the album I did like five years ago it's probably pretty good but like I wrote like. Good one, like, in February, too.
0: Yeah. But, like, I guess on that subject, like, how did this recent tour go down?
2: It was the best winter
0: of my life. Tight. It was, it was awesome.
2: Went to friggin... <clears throat> went to Mexico for the first time. Shout out to TJ and day. That was awesome. Um, Went past Texas for the first time since 2009. I'm just going to Texas and back the last seven years or whatever, six years. Um I quit my day job and on December 30th so that I could tour the whole winter. And I've lived just off underground music since January 1st and like the 2,000 bucks that I saved up from my day job at 12 and a half years.
0: It seems like in the past couple years you've become more and more amped. And just like the idea of underground music, for sure. Yeah, and I feel like I have too. Uh, like, I feel like it's partially just if you decide you're in it for like life, mm-hmm. uh, like it just sort of becomes more valuable.
1: Yeah. Like,
2: but like, what like what is it for you that that
0: made that happen?
2: Because of underground music, like I go to the damn Byron Buffalo like by myself. Just, like, talk to anybody. Just tell everybody I'm a damn rapper. Yeah. I don't even have friends. Like, I only, I only have, I just know, like, different artists all over America and different artists all over Buffalo, and I'm familiar with their body of work. And if if they would like to look into my body of work, they could learn all about the things that I think about. Yeah. It's a, it's a good, have, uh you're, like, a shy artist, I, I would say that, like, getting into the underground arts is way better than, like, sitting in some cold room writing a grant so you can, like, go and, like, sit in, like, some little, like, white room that is like, a little pubic hair growing off the military-industrial complex's ivory tower. Like, <laughs> right. the underground, underground yeah. music is, like a, like, a real thing. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Like, I'm sure it's probably nice to have, like, this crowd of, like, you got this this crowd that's going to pay full retail 20 bucks that's going to be a whole other trip Yeah, you probably get paid more but you gotta look at all these people that don't even think for themselves Mm. looking up at you I don't know no no I feel (laughs) (laughs) it could be anything it could be anything
0: (laughs) but like I didn't want to go through all the albums because there's so many but I did want to talk about Dasani Nights just because I'm such a big fan like how did that one come about
2: I don't even know <laughs> I think it was just me and Anna were doing a tour so I was like I was like yo we should do a tape and then like so we were like kind of like kicking around a few tunes and then uh, I think actually I wanted it to be a longer album mm. and then like the closer it was getting to like we gotta finish it up I was like I don't know like five or six tunes here. Yeah, let's go.
0: Was it like you guys both coming with these concepts, and then is she's coming with these melodies and harmonies?
2: The songs like, can I talk to you about my son?
1: And um,
2: somebody calling a bomb threat. My baby just broke up with me. And I feel like maybe one of the other tunes like. We did like some jams where she was playing like little like keyboard lines, and I was playing the the rap drums. Yeah. So we like had those, and then we kind of just like marinated on like the like the bass and drums, and then uh, we're like kind of like trying to like think of like like words that would fit it good, and then like just kind of
1: let them like develop organically, and then like
2: I definitely want to take credit for all the lyrics, but like yeah. Me and Anna definitely would like, like, make each other laugh a lot. And I, I, at one point, one of us came up with, like, I think I was, like, thinking about, like, Milhouse's dad when he put out that tape after the divorce. Like, yeah. can I borrow a feeling? Yeah. Like, like, can I talk to you about my son? I was like, that was, like, kind of like, we were, like, kind of like riffing on that, <laughs> like, making each other laugh, asking each other. And then, and, uh so, just kind of like organically. But, like, Anna is like a musical genius. Like, she made all the songs sound like actual real songs. And we had the chord changes. Is there any Sig song on that one? Or that, no, that was the tape before that one.
0: Right, right.
2: Like, a lot of times, like, she would definitely come up with like ill chord changes and like melodies and like, and knew all, the, knows how to ha- stack like the harmonies like yeah. once it's done. Like, I have no actual musical talent. Like, I can, I think, I feel like I can come up with like some catchy lyrics and some like, a, like an arrangement a little bit but uh she definitely is a musical powerhouse
0: say like Dasani Nights itself like where is that like what, what's the like idea behind that song
1: I think it's pretty isn't it pretty self evident
0: I feel I guess I interpret it as like the blues of like being a musician I guess and it's like you know when it's like it's like I can't pay you but we got this Dasani in the back
2: and like also
0: like just like
2: Dasani nights would be like any night in like the military industrial complex prison industrial complex film industry complex pharmaceutical industry complex like this. there's like it's
1: a just like that's like my bleak like starting point for
2: like oh shit somehow i'm alive in this fucking garbage zone
0: so every night is a dissonant night for all of us yeah fuck that's what's up
2: though
0: (laughs) (laughs) how's it going down with this new daniel johnson shit album
2: I'm proud of it. It's the first album I made all by myself since doing art. Oh, wow. Um, I got to Austin, Texas, and they had the chord organ, like, as soon as I walked in the door of the Museum of Human Achievement. Shout out to the Museum of Human Achievement in Austin, Texas, and Zach, my homie Graham out there, my homie Grant, and, uh, a lot of other homies helped me out, too, out there. Too numerous to mention. But, um, I just had a a whole month to, like, live in a camper, and I made money on the tour going down there to live off of, and I just, I didn't work for a whole month and just uh, recorded music. Yeah. So I made, I was like, all right, well, I just played the rap drums off my cell phone and then put, like, chord organ on top of that, and I would just do that, like, all day and then just rap all night on the beats that I made that day. That's awesome. Probably, my discipline could have been a little bit better, but I was... I was really into like sitting in the sun all day and like smoking cigs. Mm. But, uh, and it was like, it was tough for me to get into the zone because there was like a lot of like people in, in this warehouse where I was recording. Like, and I'm like, uh, self conscious to be like yelling crazy raps into a microphone with like people doing pottery like next to me and oh, stuff. Yeah, like. yeah. So I would kind of like just tool around making beats when they were around. And, wait till late at night when everybody's gone and and scream some raps under the mic I think that's a good plan yeah
0: anything else you want to mention
2: stay up
1: Uh, it's a very bleak world but most people are very nice
0: there it is we'll see you next week